0: Naima eyed one of the two brick houses flanking her home. Freshly painted shutters, shiny brass house numbers, and cute mailbox adorned the front brick facade. The metal railings had a shiny black coat without a single peel. The landscaping behind the wrought iron fence was on point. She shifted her eyes to the other brick home. It was the exact opposite like an image in a weird mirror that flips shit. Thing was, Naima was in no position to play pot to the black kettle. Biting her full-bottom lip, she squinted against the afternoon sun as she stepped up on the curb and eyed her happy home. The windows of the second floor and attic were still boarded, and one of the ones on the first floor was cracked and held together with tape. Some bricks were missing in spots with large red letters on it for whatever gang had decided to tag the once abandoned building. The falling fence served no real purpose, and the stack of old newspapers on the porch was an eyesore and a fire hazard. She never had signed up for a subscription to the Star Ledger, but the papers came like clockwork, and she wasn't turning down shit that was free. I am dead-ass wrong for this shit. She mumbled before she hitched her tote up higher on her shoulder and bent over to pick up the fence gate that was damn near hanging on the ground. Twice she tried to prop it against the rusted fence. Twice she failed. Twice she swore. Fuck it, she said almost wearily, letting it fall back to hang near the ground before she stepped over it in her black wedge sneakers to jog up the stairs and unlock the front door. Rolling her eyes, she lifted the door up by the knob and shoved hard against it with her shoulder to dislodge it from the frame. She'd hired a bootleg carpenter with more brag on his skill than actual skills, and the door had been his one and only project when he couldn't even put that motherfucker on straight. Doing the same trick to close and lock it, Naima kicked off her sneakers and dropped her tote onto the floor before she snatched off the short black wig to rub her slender fingers and long stiletto-shaped nails over her closely shaven head. For a second, she stood there in the large living room with its faded wallpaper, scratched hardwood floors, and decrepit fireplace. She could close her eyes and almost picture the days she spent growing up there. The house once belonged to her grandfather, and now it was hers. She was the owner of a home that had seen better days, and although she cared that it still looked like the abandoned and battered shithole it became after her grandfather's death, she didn't have the money to fix it up the way it deserved, the way he would want. But it's mine, what's left of this raggedy motherfucker anyway. The Brick Colonial had been her home since the day her grandfather had had to choose whether to let her go into the foster care system or raise her. A drunk driver took her mother away, and her father was never there. That left her grandfather to grieve the death of his daughter and raise his 11-year-old grandchild, who was filled with grief and anger and lack of understanding. As soon as she hit her teens... She took his age for granted. She had a love for hanging out in the streets. She'd inherited it from her father, and she'd let it lead her to sneaking out of the house at night or running away for days to discover parties, weed, and dicks, and not in that order. The years between 13 and 15 were a messy-ass blur, just fucking wild and reckless. There were plenty of women who came in and out of his life to help, but Willie Cole had done the work of raising a little girl. He cooked, he cleaned, he shopped, he talked, he listened. He did his best to do her hair. He made sure she went to school. He took care of her. He loved her. He was there. He didn't deserve the nights he stayed up looking for her or waited for her to come home safe. Naima paused in her steps as an ache radiated across her body from missing the only stable person in her life.